This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor report recorded on Friday, July 1st, 2022. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, the race to succeed Sharon Burrow as the General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation has begun. Why teachers must be part of the drive to improve education. The Labor Start report about union events and rapping. Well, I've been hearing a lot of trash talk about unions, saying these ain't the friends to be choosing out for themselves, not for others. This is Radio Labor. My father was a political prisoner, detained for the crime of being active in the union movement. That is Kamal Ozkan, an Assistant General Secretary of Industrial Global Union. Mr. Ozkan has announced his candidacy for the position of General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation. The ITUC is the organization which represents national union centers such as the Ghana Trade Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States. Industrial Global Union represents more than 50 million union members in 140 countries working in mining, energy, manufacturing, and garment production. I asked Mr. Ozkan why he decided to run for the position of ITUC General Secretary. Every day since my childhood, I have seen new abuses of the rights and dignity of working people. It is my anger against this injustice that motivates me every morning to go again, to commit my energy to the struggle for change. It is true that these flames were very well and truly lit for the first time during the coup d'etat in Turkey. My father was a political prisoner detained for the crime of being active in the union movement. I spent most of my childhood years in front of prison. While in jail, my father was told he could choose only one person permitted to visit him. And he chose me. And you can imagine the effect that had on myself. So these years of trauma for me gave a real class consciousness and the clear determination to commit my life's work to fight for democracy, fight for fundamental human and labor rights. And during this time, our progressive movement fought back against harsh crackdowns. And I was exposed to violence, harassment in these activists and unionist years, repeatedly being detained, arrested, and attacked by security forces. I know how it feels to be hit with water cannons. These were the experiences that set the fire burning hot uh, inside me, and that fire to fight for justice, dignity, respect, and democracy for working people burn as strongly today as it ever did. And it will never subside. Speaking of Turkey, it seems that authoritarian governments are on the rise around the world, and one of their first targets is trade unions and labor rights. What can unions do about this? 
You're right, Mark. The workers everywhere are facing increasingly emboldened anti-democratic forces. We see governments in so many countries pushing through labor legislation that moves power even further from workers and towards capital. Power grabs and consolidation by autocratic rulers around the world, a coup d'etat in Myanmar, a stolen election in Belarus, horrendous war in Ukraine, and journalists are detained or expelled. And Uyghurs in China, in re-education centers in the 21st century, and in mass media, even more obedient to the ruling elite. And we see that police forces and judiciary processes are used against workers and our trade unions. And we also see curtailment of fundamental rights to organize, to demonstrate, to be informed of the facts, to participate in the democratic process. So delivering the workers justice in this global context can only be achieved by an international trade union confederation that is more progressive. We will continue to make an unconditional defense of fundamental workers and trade union rights, particularly the freedom of association, the right to strike, the right to collective bargaining as the first priority of our ITUC. We see shameless bosses taking the opportunity to hire and rehire on lower pay and conditions or to relocate production, chasing cheaper labor costs. And all of this means that in the factories, offices, mines around the world, managers increasingly behave with impunity. So we will continue to make this defense of fundamental rights. And in the period to come, given the the huge attack against democracy, democratic institutions, fundamental human rights, fundamental workers' rights. It is one of the main axes of our union movement and our international trade union confederation. The Global Congress to elect a new General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation will be held in Melbourne, Australia, November 17th to 22, 2022. The two candidates who have declared their intention to succeed the ITUC's current General Secretary, Sharon Burrow, are Mr. Osgan and Luca Vicentini. Mr. Vicentini is the General Secretary of the European Trade Union Confederation. Programs featuring both Mr. Osgan and Mr. Vicentini are on the Radio Labour website. Before I start, I am going to say hello to my classes who will be watching this, and I see you, um, and make sure you're doing your work. So, <laughs> That is Michelle Codrington-Rogers from the NAS-UWT, the teachers' union in the UK. She was speaking at a conference about global education organized by UNESCO for ministers of education, business leaders, and youth activists. I'm going to sit here and tell you that I became a teacher because I believe in equality and justice. But our profession is in crisis, 
it's not just in one country, it's across the world. Teachers and support staff are in education because we want the best for all of our children, the communities and society as a whole. And even in education, teachers' voices aren't often heard. We are undervalued, unheard, and often excluded from the discourse. If you want to make the change, we must be in the room. I'm a teacher, and I have been for 15 years, and I'm a proud trade unionist. But without our voices and the experiences of actual teachers, the governments can make as many different ideas that they want to. But we have to be involved in that conversation. We will essentially continue to be in this tug of war between governments trying to bring in new initiatives, which for lots of us in the teaching profession have seen before, and we end up tugging backwards and forwards, and the only losers are the children. We are the ones who are expected to implement the policies, and yet our expertise is often ignored. The three points that I'm going to raise is, first off, you have to recognize that it's the teachers and the education staff who are holding together the education system. We are doing it at the cost of our well-being and our own financial security and future. So you have to pay teachers. When you invest in schools and in education, pay the teachers. Because a teacher cannot be a good teacher if they are worried about paying their own bills, but also putting in their hands into their own pockets to pay for the children who are also suffering. Secondly, investment in schools has to be clearly for the best interest of children. Pay and training of teachers is part of it. My third point, you cannot make policy decisions without teachers and their trade unions being in the room. Otherwise, you are just putting it out into the ether and expecting schools to do the work when we haven't been involved in the decisions. If you trust a profession, we are confident, we are innovative, and we will make it work. We want the best for our children and young people. But if you don't trust a profession, you will not get that transformation. Our profession is being ground down. We are losing the brightest and the best, and that is because we are not being trusted as professionals. You need to make sure that teaching is one of those professions that our children, who are the bright and the best, want to go into. So we need to make teaching a first choice of profession. You want inclusive, diverse, confident, caring societies, and that starts in schools. But without us, schools are just buildings. Education is shown time and time again that it is valued by children, by their parents, by their carers, by society. Thank you very much. Michelle Codrington-Rogers, a teacher from the UK. This is Seamarie Ainsborough reporting for Radio Labour. Here with his report about union events is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top story section included links to coverage of the International Trade Union Confederation's Global Labor Rights Index, including a detailed look at the state of trade unions in Turkey. The entire report can be found on the ITUC's website. Look for it and see how your country ranks. We also carried stories from Australia about the widening gender pay gap there and from Sri Lanka where doctors and finance sector workers joined a national general strike just as the country ran out of petroleum products including petrol and cooking gas. But my favorite top story of the week was a survey of how workers and their unions around the world are creatively and vigorously responding to new challenges as capitalism evolves to become more exploitative of labor. For our Working Women page, our volunteers continue to gather stories about the recent court decision in the United States of America, 
which makes women's bodies subject to the state's control. The impact of this on women, not just in the United States, but everywhere, can be seen in the wide variety of union denunciations of the decision that we carried last week from trade unions around the world. In other news about women workers, we had a personal story from a Filipino organizer, a story about an increase to maternity leave recently won by trade unions in New Zealand, and an item about a huge march for decent work by South African domestic workers. A small sample of the stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week includes the declaration by the World Health Organization that firefighting is intrinsically carcinogenic, several stories about the spike in workplace violence being experienced by Canadian healthcare workers, and we carried coverage of police attacks on journalists covering the Pride March in Istanbul. Our current photo of the week is of a protest by brewery workers in Panama, where last week they were campaigning to end contracting out and increased precarity in that country's highly profitable beverage industry. Labor Start hosts online solidarity actions at the request of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight urgent appeals for online solidarity with trade union activists in Belarus, Iran, Kazakhstan, and Pakistan, all countries where trade unions face extreme repression. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in these struggles by sending a solidarity message. Look for details of these and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Michael Roos with a new solidarity message. Yo, I've been hearing a lot of trash talk about unions Saying these ain't the friends to be choosing Out for themselves, not for others You might have heard unions ain't good for your health, brother Well, let me spit it for you, got something to say It's because of unions, we gotta aid our workday This ain't no commercial break, my friend Unions are the peeps who brought you the weekend Probably never think about it, la-di-da-di Unions fought hard for your right to party they're out there to ease your tension With decent wages, health care, and pensions Now it's like unions blame for bad weather But tell me what's wrong with solidarity forever I want to shout it on high and get it off my chest The story here is fighting for those who have less So when unions are bad guys in the propaganda war Think what they've done, where they stand, who they fight for And that's it, labor news you can use you can listen to our newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. We will be on a union break during July and August. Our next newscast will be broadcast on September 5th, 2022. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.